The A's dropped three out of four to the Los Angeles Angels down in Anaheim to start the week, but only one of them was a blowout, so that's that's progress. We're going to talk about Thursday's 8-7 to seven loss to the Angels, as well as the debut of Luis Medina, the, the second start for Mason Miller, and then also uh, Shintaro Fujinami in the bullpen, and Kevin Smith seemingly starting to turn things around. So we're going to talk about all that today on Locked on A's. Our Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 561 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, we're talking about the Angels series. It didn't go well after the first game, uh, and also the first game, probably, that was a weird game, so we're not going to talk about that one, we already did, uh, but what what a what a wild week it has been to start. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the 8-7 loss. There is some, some controversy from this game, so we're going to talk about Thursday's game, as well as Mason Miller making his second start and the bounce back that he had. We're going to talk about Luis Medina and Shintaro Fujinami, and then in the final segment, we're going to wrap up with Kevin Smith, uh, because hey, why not? Hey, why not? He's hitting the ball harder. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kevin Smith. But uh, before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, go ahead and just subscribe to the channel now. Why not? You're going to enjoy the content. Just subscribe to the channel now. Uh, and if you're already subscribed, like and comment down below. Uh, I, we'll give you a comment prop at some point. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a rough time. What do you expect? Here's the comment prompt. What do you expect the A's welcome to, to look like on Friday? Are, are they going to be warmly welcomed, warmly received, or are we going to hear a lot of sell the teams and booze? Uh, let me know down in the comments. Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen, uh, and are you going to go to the game or, or the protest outside of the game? Let me know. Uh, but let's get into today's episode real quick. The A's lost to the Angels 8-7, to and uh, there, there's a little bit of controversy later in the game. We'll get to that, but... Um, the, the Angels had a, a big five-run uh, second inning. Second inning? Uh, yeah, they had a big inning. And uh, it was capped off by Brendan Drury hitting a three-run home run. And, oh boy, what a menace. <laughs> what a menace that Brendan Drury is. Uh, he basically was David Fletcher with power. He, he was uh, quite the nuisance in this series. He went nine for 15 with a, a triple, two doubles, four home runs. This guy uh, really ha had himself a four-game series. Uh, entering this, this series with the A's, he was hitting 179, and he had five RBI. After the series with the A's, again, four games, he's hitting 256 with 17 runs batted in. He drove in 12 runs in this series, and yet they kept pitching to him for some reason. Weird. Um, the Angels were up five to nothing, but then the A's put up a uh, five-run fourth inning. We got a three-run homer from Brent uh, from Brendan Brent Brent Rucker. That's the one. Uh, that was a nice shot. Also, uh, Hunter Renfro kind of like tip off his glove and then like just over the, the yellow line. So that was fun. Also, I I couldn't help but remember the amazing grab that uh, Hunter Renfro made in right field on opening day that 
nobody thought he was going to make, and he and he did. And then he made this play. I'm like, that's that's what I was expecting from Renfro. So I was amazed that he caught that ball on opening day. And then he did this, and so it, it's kind of uh, even out, I guess. Uh, and then we also got a a two run homer from Shea Langoliers, uh, Shea Bangs. Um, I, I I like tweeting that out when he hits home runs because I think it's funny. Shea Bangs, and with a with a gif of Ricky Barton because. Otherwise, people might not get what I'm saying. So, that's a Ricky Martin joke. Ricky Martin has not recorded music in a while. I'm going to say 20 years. So, showing my age. But it's who I grew up with. <laughs> uh, JP Sears got one out in the fifth inning and then was replaced by Chad Smith. Uh, he got uh, Shohei Otani to, gr to ground out. And then he allowed a single to Anthony Rendon. And then... This was an interesting move, I think, and it could have been the, the shift in the game. There, there's another big play in the game that we'll talk about here in a second, but this could have been the, the big move in the game, and I think Mark Kotze does a great job. I, I truly think that he's a good manager. He's a good uh, captain for what the A's are right now. He, he tries to keep everybody upbeat every day. He comes in. He's smiling. He's telling jokes. He's trying to lift the spirits of everybody around him, and that's seemingly the kind of guy that he is. That's great. Um, so I, I, I like him in charge right now, but uh, he did go to Chad Smith in this game. I like Chad Smith. I like him a lot, but he also pitched last night. He was the last guy to throw last night. First guy up in this game today, and uh, that seemed weird because not that many people threw yesterday. It, it was just the starter, Luis Medina, and then Shintaro Fujinami for a couple, and then Chad Smith. The bullpen was fresh. They didn't have to go with the guy on back-to-back -back days. And obviously, I say that, but I think that they were going on. Well, we we want to we want a righty up right now, and there weren't that many right-handed options. I guess Adam Aller uh, could have gone, but he had thrown back-to-back -back days and then had yesterday off. Um, and then Zach Jackson is available, um, but he he's more of a late-inning guy, so you want to kind of save him. Same thing with Yuri's Familia. Um, and then the, the other option, which is the guy that I probably would have gone with and the guy that actually ended up getting into the game, was, would be uh, Domingo Acevedo, who had just been activated today, hadn't pitched in a couple of days. Seemed like he'd be fresh. And uh, it, instead, we got uh, Chad Smith, and he, he, gave, he went three, three batters. He went uh, single, walk, walk, uh, and then the lead was gone, and then Domingo Acevedo was, uh, was in, and that was, that was it for, for that. Um, it wasn't... The move that I would have made. And again, I don't have all the metrics that Marcotte does. I, I don't get to talk to, you know, the relievers to see how they're feeling ahead of time. But I would have probably gone with a guy that was a little bit more fresh than the guy that had pitched just like 12 hours ago. That, that That's my thought process. Um, but Marcotte has been doing this. He's been around baseball. He knows these guys a little bit better. So I thought that that was an interesting move. Could have been the, the game-defining move. Until the eighth inning, when uh, the A's, they were down eight to five, but and they still had a chance in this one because they put up two in the top of the eighth inning, but uh, they, they had runners on second and third. Very uh, Carlos Perez came off the bench, uh, ended up playing left field in this game, <laughs> came off the bench to hit for Tony Kemp, got a single, RBI single. Uh, there was also a big error for, by Luis Ranjifo in this one uh, that just kind of opened up the gates and also allowed Aled Ms. Diaz on base, which... Came into play later. Maybe he was playing the long game. He was playing 40 chess. Um, that, that's what he was doing. He was playing 40 chess here. But uh, the, runner, the A's had runners on second and third. One out. Down by one in the top of the eighth inning. They got the Angels on the ropes. The Angels bullpen, more specifically, on the ropes. 
Obviously, in the ninth, you get Carlos Estevez, and he's he's a pretty good reliever. You don't necessarily want to try and have to score a run or two against him. So instead, you're like, yeah, let's see what they got for us. And uh, here here's what happened. Uh, Kevin Smith, he, who had already come into the game, he drew a walk to begin the seventh inning, and uh, that was his first walk of the season. So Kevin Smith, he's doing great. Um, but... He grounded out to, uh, he grounded to, not out, he grounded to shortstop where uh, I believe it was Renjifo over there. He he was playing fairly shallow. He was like on the, the cusp of the grass right there. And then he threw it into home plate and Aledmus Diaz did not slide. He just kind of kept running. Martin Gallegos uh, tweeted out, and I didn't get to see the play. We had gone to the park at this point, that he was uh, getting getting very uh, strong Jeremy Giambi vibes. And I was like, oh no, that's not great. You already knew what had happened at that point. Um, and so after the game, uh, Mark Kotze said that there was a bat in the batter's box. And so instead of risking injury, Aledmus Diaz decided to keep running and see what happens as opposed to trying to slide and then maybe, you know, breaking a finger, or, you know, getting a bat in the face or whatever happens when you slide into a, into a bat. He didn't want those things to happen. Uh, so it's understandable, but at the same time, um, Aledmus Diaz hasn't been great so far this season. He's, uh, I, I looked it up because of this, because of this play, I looked it up. Uh, he is literally the second worst batter in baseball of qualified hitters. Second worst in WRC+. He has a 26 WRC+, that is only ahead of Gene Segura, um, and that's not great. So, maybe a, a, a big play with, like, a... A game-tying run could have turned around the season, but he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run. He seems like a nice guy. He really does. But he's struggling. I think he's pressing, and maybe he's not pressing enough. I, I don't know. Um, it seems strange. Maybe, and maybe this is like an edict from ownership to have A's fans on the way out the door, potentially, to Las Vegas, to have the, the team recreate some of the most painful memories that A's fans have. This is one of them. Maybe we can get, uh, you know, the Jeter flip play. Maybe we can get Kurt Gibson to come out of retirement for one game. Mm, one pitch, just can he hit a home run? Can he still dong? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these are the things that, uh, that they're, they're, I would not put it past A's ownership to be like, yeah, you know what? How about we just make it really painful? We're going to start recalling some awful memories for every A's fan. Why not? We're the owners. We don't care about them. But uh, yeah, A's lost 8-7. They lost the last three of this series, but it looked it looked close. They lost a 5-3 game on Tuesday. That was just a regular... I tweeted this out. I'm like, hey, the A's lost, but on the bright side, it was a regular game. They lost 5-3. They didn't get blown out or anything. And then I spoke too early because they got blown out the next day. I think that was an 11-3 game. Um, but this one, 8-7. It was a close game. It was a one-run loss. They still gave up a whole bunch of runs, but one-run loss. His offense is actually pretty decent this year. Um, there's, there was a lot of tweets from Yankees fans being like, our offense, the Yankees offense, is as bad, or it's worse than the A's. And uh, that's, that's a slam dunk uh, insult for a Yankees fan because the A's are the worst, obviously. Um, they, they seem to forget the history of the Oakland A's quite a bit. Um, but, oh well. Anyways, coming up on the show, we're going to talk about Miller, Medina, and Fuji, and uh, just some quick takeaways that I had from each of those three guys over the last couple of days before Thursday. So uh, stay locked in, you guys. 
Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay uh guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply the A's take on the Reds on Friday night at 6.40, and you can catch every pitch with the Home Down broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Athletics, and then you can go ahead and watch whoever the heck is pitching for the A's. It could be Drew Rosensky, it could be Kyle Muller, it could be anybody, really. Let's see what's going to happen. You can watch all of, or you can listen to all of that on the SXM app, the Sirius app, uh, because that's where things are, so go do that. Go download the app right now. Uh, also, welcome back to the Lockdown A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Lockdown A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. Uh, that is literally at Inside the A's on Twitter or SI.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, but let's talk about Miller. Mason Miller, if you're nasty. Um, again, a music reference showing my age. Ah, <laughs> uh, Janet Jackson. What a what a musician she was. Is is she, I think she's still on tour. Anyways, let's talk about Mason Miller right now. Uh, on Tuesday, he went four innings, gave up five hits, four earned runs, walked one, struck out six. Uh, of the pitching prospects, he's the pitching prospect for the A's. If he pans out, things look a little bit better for A's fans. Oakland A's fans, might I add, Vegas. Um, and he had a rough first inning. He, he did not pitch well in the first inning, but after the first inning, the, you know, the second, third, and fourth, he only allowed one hit. One hit. He was very, very good. And he also threw a, a few more change-ups in this start than he did in his first start. He threw four compared to one. So it's not like it was a big deal, but he was learning how to pitch a little bit more, try to keep guys off balance. He said after the game that that's still, you know, it's going to be a work in progress. He has to learn how to, you know, he, he can't get away with the same things that he was doing down in the minor leagues. He has to learn how to pitch a little bit more and uh, get, like, weak contact and do those things. He can't just overpower guys as easily up here. Uh, he still had a 63% usage rate on his fastball and it averaged 98.6, averaged 98.6 miles per hour. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I thought that that was interesting. Also, uh, Mason Miller, I think he could, he could be good. He could be a good one. I, I'm terrified he's going to get hurt, but oh boy, I do circle his starts on the calendar. And uh, as of right now, on Roster Resource, which is not necessarily affiliated with the A's, uh, but Roster Resource over at Fangraphs, uh, they, they have him scheduled for uh, Tuesday's start, and I am going to be at Tuesday's game doing coverage, and I would really like to watch him live. That would be fun. Uh, so here's hoping. Uh, anyways, Mason Miller on Wednesday 
kind of what we expected, I think. I, I don't know that we expected as many runs. I, did, I didn't actually expect him to go as deep into this game. I thought that it would be like, oh, we're going to get, you know, three, four innings out of him. We'll see what happens here. Um, but it, it did seem like they were having him wear it a little bit because the A's offense uh, didn't show up in this one game. Um, and it wasn't necessarily a close one, so they're like, oh, let's just see how many outs he can get so that we don't have to get as many outs from our bullpen, and that seemed to be uh, the, the plan here. He went five innings pitched, gave up eight hits, eight runs, only seven earned, uh, walked three, struck out six. That was on 93 pitches. Not bad. I think he had thrown 60 in the minors uh, in his last starts, 65 maybe. So it was a big increase in pitches, um, according to minor league statistics, which are, you know, fallible obviously um he had a he gave up a five run second inning not great uh in the first inning he looked good he struck out trout and otani i believe was that right i think so anyways um yes it was a nice start for luis medina uh he looked good uh he had a nice curveball working uh but the curveball had and, and this is what i said before uh, i think i wrote it over at inside days that his curveball according to the pipeline is unhittable. That, that, those are the words that the prospect analyst said. Unhittable. Um, of the curveballs, uh, he threw a bunch of them. Uh, ten of them had swings. Seven of those were whiffs. That is a, uh, he threw 29 overall, but ten of them were swung at. Seven of those were whiffed on. That's a pretty good rate. That's a 70% uh, whiff rate on that curveball when they swung. So getting them to swing at more of them would be good, I would imagine. Um, 16 of the 29 curveballs, though, were balls. Uh, a, a handful of those were in the dirt. I think like five or six were like in the dirt. Um, so that's not what you want. But first MLB start, he, I, I said it before, probably wasn't ready. It's was probably going to be a one-start thing. He has been uh, optioned back down to the minors or sent back down to the minors uh, to make room for Domingo Acevedo. Um, and you know, that, that, that was to be expected, but he, he looked okay. His stuff kind of played. I think that he needs to hit some spots a little bit better. Um, and I think it'd be, he, he could be, he could be a guy. I'd be very intrigued if, if both these guys pan out, the A's rotation might actually be kind of solid. Uh, maybe next year. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, I was very surprised that the A's decided to bring him up this early only because he, he had only started three games at AAA so far uh, in his entire pro career. But uh, with injuries and everything, uh, they didn't have a lot of other options on the 40-man roster. So it made sense in that regard. Um, and especially because the A's have, what, five wins on the season? They're 5-21 and 21 now. Um, yeah, made sense. <laughs> that nothing matters anymore. So Luis Medina, come on down. He looked okay. Uh, he's, he's headed back to Vegas. Um, so... We'll, we'll see what he does in his next start. Hopefully, this gives him a little bit of confidence. Um, he said that it, you know, now he knows that he can pitch here and it, he's going to come back. He's going to go back to Vegas a little bit more hungry. And uh, we'll, we'll see what the, the rest of the tale is here. But I, I'm, I'm intrigued by him. Let's be honest. Uh, Fuji in relief, his first relief outing with the A's. Uh, he's, he's pitched in relief a lot in Japan. First relief outing with the A's. Uh, he went two innings, gave up two hits, one run. That was not an earned run. He walked one, struck out three. 85% of his pitches were the four-seamer or the split-fingered fastball. The splitter, if you will. Uh, the four-seam was 59% usage versus 45% on the season. So we upped that sucker by 14%. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm in the bullpen now. Let's just go fastball splitter. I don't care. And that is what he did. Uh, there was... 
Sweepers, sliders, get those out of here. Change up, I don't... So, no, yeah, sweepers, curve, curve, not change up. My bad. Didn't care about those other pitches. He was like, I can, I can dominate guys with my fastball and my splitter. And he, he did. He, he, he did. Uh, the splitter went from 26% usage uh, as a starter down uh, to uh, 29%. So, no, it was uh, 26% as a reliever. I'm sorry. Uh, 29% as a starter. So, down, he, he threw like one less on on average, I guess you could say. Uh, he threw three sweepers, one curve, one slider, 34 total pitches. He was basically just dominating with the fastball, which is what the A's want him to do. They want him to establish his fastball and get the confidence in that pitch, the ability to locate that pitch, because then everything else that he throws works off of that fastball. That's what we saw in that Mets start with Carlos Perez catching him. He was he was great in that start, and that's because he dominated with the fastball. He established it early. That's what we're seeing right here. He threw 59%. That's high for him, given everything that he can do. Uh, as of uh, as for what he's going to be doing in the future here, uh, they're going to coordinate his next appearance when they know how he's doing, how he's recovering from this bullpen outing. So uh, we don't know. He could pitch in a couple of days. He could pitch in a week. We don't know yet. But we're going to we'll probably see him more frequently. Um, but he'll he'll know. They'll know when he's going to pitch. We we might not is the the issue because they're going to know like when he's ready to go. Um, so. We'll see how that all goes. But coming up on the show, we're going to talk about Kevin Smith because uh, he's not only making good movies still, but he's also hitting the ball a little bit better. And uh, he's doing all right. So we're going to talk about Kevin Smith. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Make sure to take uh, to watch the or listen, I guess, to the Sirius XM app, the SXM app, uh, to catch the latest A's game on Friday. They're going to be facing the Reds. Very excited to watch them with a team of equal uh, competence. So hey, maybe the A's can put together a win streak this weekend. You can hear it over at the S SXM app, uh, wherever you get apps or do apps. Do the apps. Uh, also. Welcome back to the Lockdown A's Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Lockdown A's on Twitter and Instagram. I have a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube and you've made it this far, I am disheveled. It is hot. It has been a very hot day. And so we're going to just run through this last part because I need to open a window. <laughs> if you're not watching this, uh, hopefully I've sounded okay. We'll see. Uh, but let's talk about Kevin Smith. Uh, before Thursday's game, heading into Thursday's game, he was... Uh, I'm sorry. 
Over the last seven games, not including Thursday's game. That's what I was going. So the last game against the Cubs before they went out on the road trip, uh, Kevin Smith has been hitting seven for 23. That's a 304 batting average. That's not bad. That's not a bad seven-game stretch. He seems to be turning a little bit of a corner here. He also drew a walk. That's not included in here, but he drew a walk on uh, on Thursday against the Angels. That's also a good sign. I know that you know he grew. He grounded out the shortstop. Whatever. That's what. Over the course of a week, he's been doing the work. He's been improving just a little bit. And also in that same span, he's got two home runs, a double, and eight strikeouts. So I think that that's part of his game is he strikes out a decent amount, but he can also connect. So um, we'll see what happens there, I, I, I guess. Uh, his average exit velocity for the season is 89.9, and that is 2.9% uh, higher than it was in 2022. Um, he's also fourth on the team in average exit velocity, which, uh, yeah, these could use some bats. And, you know, you got Brent Rooker at like 93, I think. 93.9, he's up there. And then Kevin Smith, not too far behind. He's also a little bit above league average, so that's good. He's one of the better average exit velocitors on the A's right now. Is that a word? Velocitors? I'm going to say that is. But that, that might be a new thing for the show. Average exit velocitors. Uh, his hard hit rate is 48.4%. That's also not bad. When he makes contact, which he does strike out about 33% of the time, but when he makes contact, half the time it's hard. So that's that's also something. He's seeing 44% breaking balls, which is a new thing for him. Uh, that is up 10% from last year. He was seeing only 34% last year. Um, so... And if you watch some of his at-bats, you can kind of already glean that from just watching the games. Um, it, it seems like they're approaching him like they used to approach like uh, Chris Davis when Chris Davis started the slump where the sliders are hardened away. And uh, if he can stay away from those, if Kevin Smith can stay away from those, he might be okay. So we'll see. We're seeing the makings of what could be a solid shortstop for the A's. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, entering last night's game, Wednesday's game, he had a 28 WRC+, plus, which is right there with Aladdin's Diaz. Uh, he'd been a little bit better, I, I think, but he hadn't been great. Uh, and then after Wednesday's game, it was up to 57 going into Thursday's game. So he added, he, he added 30% of production in one game. Just, just one game. <laughs> Baseball's fun like that, uh, especially early season baseball. Uh, Aladmez Diaz, it, uh, the other A's shortstop, if you want to call him that. Uh, also, Tyler Wade's been playing there a little bit. He hasn't been great either, uh, offensively at the very least. But Aladmez um, Diaz, who's the other guy getting time at shortstop, 32 WRC+. Plus. Uh, I think it's actually down to 26 at, at, after uh, Wednesday's game. And then the other guy that uh, you know everybody thought would be at shortstop, he, uh, Nick Allen. Negative 48%, negative 48 uh, WRC plus. So all in all, he's like 100% better than Nick Allen was um, as of right now in small sample sizes, obviously, because I don't think that Nick Allen is a negative 48% WRC player. Um, but Kevin Smith seems to be the best option right now, and he's kind of showing that over the last week. We'll see how this goes. Um, if you have any questions for him, I'd love to ask him some stuff. Um, and, because right now, all I got is like, hey, how, how are things feeling right now? You're, like, you're, you're making better contact. Like, what's going into that? Blah, blah, blah. And, it, you know, be like, oh, I'm waiting for my pitch. Uh, if you got any, anything else for me, let me know. And I'll, maybe I'll ask him. And then I will shout you out when I ask him. Um, but anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Uh, for 
tomorrow's show for you every day is we're going to be talking. I I got to do a little bit of some 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 thinking on this one, but uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about which owners around baseball could potentially vote no on relocation for the Oakland A's because uh, it doesn't make sense for everybody. And I'm going to lay out some arguments for some of those owners. So that's going to be a segment or two tomorrow. We'll see how much I have and then. It'll determine whether or not it is one or two segments. But that's all I got for you guys today. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Um, yeah, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. I'll talk with you tomorrow.